In this episode, I discuss toxicity, behavior, and personal boundaries to help you prioritize yourself and maybe even get a bit more unstuck. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This podcast, by the way, before we even launch into this, into, into these uh, these thoughts here on a, a fellow Stuck Knots question, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy. This is not a direct response to response to the asker, the fellow Stuck Knot. It is my general thoughts uh, per- pertaining to general situations. This could very well be different in any particular situation that you're in. I, I do not swear by this, but just in general. I'm going to read all of this. This is from somebody in South Africa. I love that I have global listeners, by the way. Hello across the globe. This is from someone in South Africa, I believe named Christine. And they say, I've done some research with regards to toxic people, but can't seem to wrap my head around how to get how to go about a situation where the individual is quote unquote too toxic. I feel it's important to determine whether this individual deserves love beyond the ultimate natural form, where you go beyond basic love and help your friend who has some toxic behavior, possibly at the cost of your own safety. Or whether it's more important to recognize their level of toxicity and slowly disconnect from them to value your own security and self-development. So I'm going to go through this in three basic chunks here. That's that's the whole message. This I got this a long time ago, by the way. Thank you, Christine from South Africa, for being so patient. I got this a long time ago. I got a number of questions. I haven't gotten all of them, obviously. Uh, but there was one. Actually, I'm sorry. I got to cut myself off here again. There was one that someone sent me and then they deleted it, but I want to respond to it. And all I remember from it was that the last line was, why am I so fucked in the head? Whoever you were, send me that message again. I think you deleted the account or something like that. Hopefully you're hearing this. Send me that again because I think there was a lot there that people could benefit from. All right, so the first part, I've done some research with regards to toxic people, but can't seem to wrap my head around how to go about a situation where the individual is too toxic. This is one of those words that has lost its meaning. Toxic, toxicity. Along with narcissistic and gaslighting, this word has lost its meaning. People have taken this word and stretched it so far. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I kind of get the idea. Definitions are pretty darn important. Go back to episode 124. I did a whole episode on definitions. Uh, to Give that one a listen. But it's, it's super important. We have to have accurate definitions to then build concepts from. So we cannot discuss what too toxic is without first discussing what toxic is. So what I want to do here is actually a bit different. Rather than defining it, I want to neutralize the impact of the word because if if we get wrapped up in who's toxic or too toxic, then we might lose sight of the behavior and focus instead on judging that person or or giving them this broad sweeping label and really in these situations where someone may be too toxic we got to kind of drill down i think and define what is it that they are doing what's the behavior that is not working for us so basically i want to neutralize the impact of this word altogether what is it about these people in your life that's toxic Take the judgment and the label out of it. What are they doing specifically that is toxic? Is it the whole person? 
Probably not, right? Or maybe it is. Is it the whole person or is it one aspect? Is it a piece of their personality? But what are they specifically doing that has earned them this label from you? It can't just be because you don't like them. It can't just be because you feel angry at them. Toxic is a judgment. The behavior is closer to fact. And I guess factually someone could be toxic as well. But when we drill down to the behavior, we're getting more concrete. We're getting more, we're getting closer to, more closer to what they're actually factually doing and not a judgment of who they are. Maybe they deserve the judgment, but that's not what we're talking about here. A behavior is something that you can create a line for. A judgment, not so much. It's a lot more gray. And then you start to ask questions about, well, how much toxicity is too toxic? But a behavior, you can start to create a line for it. You can lay out, this is okay in my life and this is not okay. This I'll tolerate, this I will not tolerate. You can get a lot more crystal clear, I think, with behaviors than just the general umbrella term of toxic or narcissistic. So let's get even more specific. Maybe the behavior is lying. And specifically, you know, they're doing something to get you to believe an untruth or something that's not true in order for them to benefit in a selfish way. So they're benefiting at your expense by telling you, giving you inaccurate information. Let's call that lying, selfish lying, malicious lying, whatever you want to call it, but it's lying. Okay, that's the behavior. Now in your life, generally, I think we can say that lying is not good. Generally, we can say that lying should not be a part of our lives. We deserve to have access to the truth, that each of us has a right to truth as close as we can get it. And what I mean is like, let's say we have a husband and wife and the wife has access to a piece of information that the husband should know, like whether or not she's going to go and sleep around with somebody else. The husband has a right to that information, right? I think generally it's, and it's not even a husband and wife thing, it's more of a spousal thing. The other person has a right to that information. They have a right to clarity about their relationship that they signed on for. And marriage is very much a contract. I hate to take the romanticism out of it, but it really is. So if, if someone has, if one part of that relationship has decided to break the contract of what they agreed upon before going into the marriage, or to just sort of break that person's trust. Let's just be very simple like that. Not even a contract, but just their trust as part of a mutual shared loving relationship. If you're going outside of the norms of that relationship, the other person has a right to know that. Especially if they ask, you know, are you cheating on me? They have a right to an honest answer. Even if it's a difficult answer for that person to give or for that other person to receive. Uh, they have a right to to honesty, to truth. So we could say generally that lying is no good. And that might fit into some toxic kind of behavior, right? Probably. But that that is a specific behavior. Lying is pretty darn specific. And again, you might go into scenarios of, well, wouldn't it be okay to lie in this situation, that situation? That We're not going there. We're, we're just talking about in general. That each of us has a right to what is true generally that's the point though it's a specific behavior what behavior are you not willing to have be a part of your life whether it's a relationship a friendship 
a, a work professional kind of relationship maybe what are you okay with uh what, what can you put up with and what can't you and yeah i would recommend trying to make it that crystal clear that black black that black and white christine says that there she has having a hard time wrapping her head around and i think with these things it might be more of a feeling i think we feel feel well we feel feelings yeah of betrayal i think we feel deceived i think we feel uh wronged there these aren't exactly feelings but i think you know what i'm talking about so wrapping my mind or my head around what's okay and what's not okay well maybe it's more of a gut instinct kind of thing when someone's uh lying are there often like red flags there, there might be things that are popping up inside of you saying hey something's wrong here before you even learn the truth so it might be just a gut instinct kind of thing so check your instincts maybe it's not something you have to wrap your head around maybe it's not that complex maybe it's more of feeling what's inside of you and your body telling you something's wrong here and if, if you're really struggling with whether or not this person should be in your life or not or how much they should be in your life, maybe ask yourself some tough questions like, if this person was not in my life, what would life be like? If, if this person was not in my life tomorrow, what would be different about my life? What could life be like? Ask yourself, maybe do they feel more like a weight or a support? I'm, the image that pops in my mind is being a kid and going up to like a chain link fence. And there's for some reason, kids always have reasons to go over fences. <laughs> or at least we did. We used to before uh, all this screen stuff. But there's always something on the other side of the fence. And jumping a fence wasn't always, it was, we, we could do it, but sometimes you just, you couldn't make it or you, need, you needed a, some help. You call it a boost. So with the person that you're thinking about that might be, too toxic or might have some behavior you're not okay with or maybe you're realizing you're not okay with with it if that person if you were at a chain link fence or some kind of fence and you needed a boost would that person give you a boost or would they be more likely to pull you back or ignore your need for support would they pull you down would they ignore you that's the image that pops in my head is would they give you a boost or not and I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answers to the question, those questions for you. And I, don't, I can't tell you what to do about the answer to those questions. But when it comes to these people, I think it's, it's not a bad idea to start asking yourself. It's okay. You're not going to harm anybody by just asking yourself questions. And so questions like that might prompt you to see the other side of things. If they weren't a part of your life and say, you know, I'm, I would have more opportunities. I would have more support outside of this friendship or this relationship, whatever it is. I could be a truer version of myself outside of this. There's nothing wrong with at least thinking about those questions and what might be the answer to those questions. Whatever you decide about uh, these people in your life, I really want you to decide it from a platform of safety, though. Uh, the ventral vagal safe and social state. That's From that state, we have more access to critical thinking, we can weigh pros and cons, we can be more hopeful and optimistic about our future. So the, I think the closer you can get to that and then asking yourself these tough questions, I think it's ideal. 
If you have a hard time finding your safety state, I have a course called Building Safety Anchors. And in that course, it can it teaches you, it does teach you six different paths on how to feel safety. And it, it doesn't tell you in particular exactly how to do it because I don't know you, but it teaches you six different concepts, six different paths. And the path you take is really kind of up to you, but it helps you figure out what that path looks like. There is a 30-day version. But there's also a self-paced version now of Building Safety Anchors on justinlmft.com. Now, once you actually find your safety state, you get access to it, you build your capacity to stay in that safety state. Then when you ask your, yourself these questions, I think the, the answer is going to be a lot different. I think the answer is going to be a lot different. I, I find that for myself that when I think about difficult things from a safety state and not from a defensive state, it's a much different, I mean, story fall state, the whole concept of story fall state, it's a much different answer. So building safety anchors on justinlmft.com. She goes on to say, I feel it's important to determine whether this individual deserves love beyond the ultimate natural form. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. That might be some woo-woo kind of stuff. The ultimate natural form where you go beyond basic love. And again, the whole definition is things that I, that I brought up uh, earlier. Beyond basic love. I don't know what that is. Where you go beyond basic love and help your friend who has some toxic behavior, possibly at the cost of your own safety. So I don't, I'm not sure what these terms mean. I don't think I need to, though. What I would ask you, dear listener, fellow stuck not, why would you ever put your own safety at risk? And not just your physical well-being, but I mean like your emotional safety as well. And sometimes we have to feel unsafe to, to grow. True, absolutely. But situations like this where we're compromising our values, that's different. Where we're potentially compromising our healthy boundaries, that's different than challenging yourself, feeling some defensive state stuff, but growing from it. That's different. This sounds like we're sacrificing our values, we're sacrificing our healthy boundaries in order to help somebody else who may not belong in our life. That's different. Going beyond basic love, I mean, to me, what comes to my mind is codependency. And that, that, that might be one of those words that's way overused as well. But basically what I mean is that codependency is, the way I put it is, if you're not okay, I'm not okay. I mean, that, that's kind of like my one-liner, my, my elevator pitch for what codependency is, is if you're not okay, I'm not okay. But we have to be okay. We have to be okay even if other people are not okay, generally. In general, you put yourself first, then others. And, and so, you know, safety might be one of those lines. If you're sacrificing your safety, your healthy boundaries, your values, that might be one of those lines. If somebody's lying to you and your value is that you're not okay with being lied to, that might be the, one of those lines where you start to say, you know what, this isn't working out for me friend, relationship, whatever it is. I highly recommend everybody, don't, don't sacrifice your own personal values. Your values, like that that could be a line in the sand right there is, I expect to be told the truth. That doesn't mean that people need to tell you their secrets. But when things pertain to you, you, you have a right to the truth. In general. And you know, so when someone's lying, that crosses that line in the sand. This isn't about what someone's allowed to do. They make their own choices. 
that this is more about what you will allow into your life. This is about what you will put up with. This is about this, the decisions that you make for yourself. People will make their own choices. That's out of your control. That's out of your hands. When they make their choices, the response that you give to it, that's under your control. More or less, hopefully more and more, especially as you find more safety and have access to your safety state, you will have a greater range of possible responses to people's choices, which will look like more control over yourself, at least. Not over the situation. Christine from South Africa finishes, or whether it's more important to recognize their level of toxicity and slowly disconnect from them to value your own security and self-development. I would always value your own security and self-development. You that's if you want to be able to help people, you have to come from your own security and self-development. We can only give to others like the best we have of ourselves. And if we're sacrificing that for others, we're not really giving them anything. We're actually help enabling them to stay the way they are and depriving ourselves of opportunities to grow. But of course, this is very situation dependent. Uh, what I would worry about is not someone's level of toxicity, but the, uh, focus on their behaviors. What are they doing or not doing? What is the true impact on you? Does that cross your values or not? Those kind of things, specific things, not toxicity, whatever that means. Uh, otherwise, it's like you're rating their personality or you're judging it and then giving it a rating. Instead, just focus on the behavior. And there might be some behaviors that are zero tolerance. Being cheated on might be a zero tolerance thing. Uh, being attacked physically, in my opinion, should be a zero tolerance thing. If you can. If you can leave that relationship. If you can leave that situation, whatever it is, if it's actually physically dangerous, that, that should be a zero tolerance thing. If someone's not valuing you, if they're, if they're not adding value to your life, if they're not respecting you for the person that you are, it is absolutely okay to move on and put yourself first. I would highly encourage that. Move on and put yourself first generally. Now, moving on doesn't mean they're out of your life 100%. Moving on could be you're still in my life, but here's my healthy boundaries. Here's what, here's what I'm okay with. Here's what I'm not okay with. Here's where you're allowed to be in my home or not. Here's when you can see me or not. Here's when you're allowed to be around uh, my children or not. A lot of people have, we'll say, issues with their parents. Even as adults, they have issues with their parents. And maybe their parents were abusive when they were growing up. And now they don't want their parents around their own kids. So they might have to have a very clear, very strong, very healthy, not even a line in the sand, but a wall, very strong wall boundary between their own kids and their parents or their, their children's grandparents. That is completely okay. Maybe you don't want to kick them out of your life completely. That's fine. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. That's up to you. That's up to you and your family. Well, I mean, ultimately up to you and maybe your spouse you're with. I don't mean your family like your parents. That's up to you. So maybe you allow them in your life under certain conditions. That, that, that's, that's up to you. This doesn't make you a bad person. This doesn't make you selfish to put yourself first. All that means is that you're loving yourself and that you are insisting on your own wellness. Just to put it very generally, you are insisting on your own wellness. And that doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you bad. That is 
okay. And in my opinion, it's a very good thing. You're only as good to other people as you are to yourself as your own, as much as you've grown for yourself. And then you bring that to other people. You have to be the best version of you you possibly can. And if people are doing certain things that don't cut it in your life, it's okay to move on or to create a very healthy boundary. And you know, there might be extreme situations where you can't just drop everything and create a new boundary or drop everything and get out of that situation. Again, I'm talking about very generally. I'm not talking about extreme situations. I'm talking about very generally. Those are my thoughts, though. Those are my thoughts about toxicity and behavior. Focus, or narrow it down. Narrow it down to specific behaviors if you can, which I think you can. Narrow down what you are okay with and what you are not okay with. That's kind of a big piece of creating healthy boundaries is having clear ideas, clear understandings of what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. I don't think there's a 100% right answer. I don't think your life has to look my life, like my life or like the next person's life. I'm not saying that. We each have different values about our relationships and our friendships, our families. I'm not saying there's one right answer. That's just something you have to be really, you got to take your own inventory. You got to be honest with yourself about what that looks like. That's it. Those are my thoughts about this question from South Africa. Christine, thank you so much for sending us in and thank you for being patient. You sent this in forever ago and I feel bad about making you wait, but there's just too much stuff for me to go into. So I appreciate you waiting. Fellow stuck knot, I hope you've learned something new to help yourself get unstuck. If you have a question of your own, let me know. Email me at justinlmft at gmail.com. I'm always open to hearing what you think about the podcast. Or if you have a question that you, uh, you want me to go into, I'm happy to do so, especially if you give me some flattery. I love that. It feeds my ego. I swear I'll put it to good use. Otherwise, I do hope you've learned something new to help you get unstuck, to gain some clarity, whatever it is you need it. I hope you got it. And again, you can find Building Safety Anchors on justinlmft.com. There's also a whole bunch of other free resources there. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.